0: Welcome to episode 368 of Geek Town Radio. I am back this week with...
2: How are you doing? Hello, I am doing all right. Thank you very much. It's been a little while. Yes, a it, minute. it
0: has been a little while. You've been very busy and then you were ill. And so, you know, yes, lots and lots of things going on. So, yes, what have you been up to?
2: Uh, well, basically, I decided the best thing to do for winter was to take some advice from bears and hibernate. <laughs> um, so, yes, after several months of hibernation and only leaving for food, I have now returned to the world again and it's still cold and I have complaints. Uh, But other than that, I'm doing well.
0: (laughs) Good. What's going on in in terms of your sort of TV watching, video gaming, all that sort of stuff? Do
2: you know what? Being ill, (laughs) I had a lot more time for TV than I normally do. So I've been doing an absolutely epic catch up of television and also some re-binge watching of some old TV as comfort telly as well. So I've watched the most amount of television (laughs) of movies I think I ever have before being on one of these podcasts so yeah I did a complete binge watch of the entirety of iZombie if you remember iZombie. Yes
0: brilliant show
2: Absolutely loved it and uh, loved it again second time around as well it was just very comforting and enjoyed that muchly it's a good series if uh, anyone listening hasn't checked it out it's fun there's zombies but it's not a horror it's very funny because I don't normally watch horror and zombie related stuff but they made it incredibly palatable uh, based on a comic book but only very 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 loosely Uh, I've also been re-binge watching through Avatar The Last Airbender which I have just completed and I've Ah. started on Legend of Korra. Yes. Uh, yeah, we're watching Avatar. It, uh, that's been amazing because I've only watched it through the once. And I'm seeing so many things that were so cleverly set up and tiny, tiny details that are just the amount of thought they put into that show. Mm-hmm. It's just incredible. There's tiny details in backgrounds, posters on walls little hints at things that are to come shown in earlier episodes and really clever. And I spotted, I didn't spot this myself, actually, let's be fair. I I saw a tweet where someone was putting out some, here's things you probably didn't spot in Avatar. There's a bit where, cause there's a running joke about this cabbage guy. (laughs) who's selling cabbages and right. everywhere he goes, his cabbage stall gets knocked over, usually <laughs> by Team Avatar. Uh, he's sort of this incidental, recurring background character and he's just like, everywhere I go, and it's just, how does this keep happening? <laughs> occasionally he just yells, no, my cabbages! <laughs> and uh, at one point, they get destroyed, not by Team Avatar, by some people controlling the uh, import and export of a city. And they say, oh, if there was, we haven't checked those. If there's even one cabbage slug in there, you destroy the whole ecosystem ecosystem of this place and they smash the cabbages and they fly across the screen and somebody screenshot it and there's actually one cabbage slug (laughs) in with the cabbages as they fly across the screen in this two second shot and you're just like wow and i've seen also some youtubers do entire breakdowns of the influences on the show and sort of cultural influences from their perspective and things that they've picked up on from certain regions. And yeah, incredible amounts of research and detail went into creating this entirely fictional, but very believable feeling world. So I've been enjoying that greatly it still hits me in the feels occasionally as well
0: <laughs> there's so much love for that show out there yeah
2: yeah they're I mean, making more now i'm so happy it's one of the things that prompted me to go and binge watch through is that i know there's a lot more coming
0: yeah the cast of that were up on stage at mcm i don't think it was the last one it was the one before the may last year i think it was and they were great it was uh, Dante basco and janet vardy it was there's a load of little clips of sort of them asking different questions about Last Airbender and uh, Legends of Korra on the YouTube channel. They were quite delightful. And I mean, it's not a show that I've actually watched. So, you know, I was just there recording it and stuff. But uh, yes, the sort of detail that the questions that people asked and the fact that they had answers to them as well was great.
2: Yeah. I would highly recommend watching it. I've recommended it to so many people. A lot of people go, oh, it's a kid's cartoon. And I'm like, it is and it isn't. Yeah. You know, it's one it of those. is suitable for children. And it's aimed at sort of, I don't know, probably 11 years old and up. the, the storylines are quite complicated nuanced people do die sometimes off screen and things in the show Mm -hmm. so it is a a very nuanced lovely well-written and well-rounded story tons of character development as well and it's always interesting watching a series and then remembering what the characters are like in episode one right yeah and just being like wow (laughs) yes I'd forgotten exactly how much all of these characters evolved and it's also one of those shows that is quite good at poking fun at itself in the tradition of many shows, including things like Stargate and uh, Supernatural, having an episode where, you know, someone else depicts them. Yeah. Um, they did it in Supernatural, obviously, with that school play. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the episode that's kind of fourth wall breaking with the whole sort of reality TV crew and yeah. Stargate and things. There is an episode of Avatar where they all go to a stage show theater production about themselves (laughs) and all get very, very, very annoyed by one character who's totally thrilled with their representation, (laughs) but everyone else is just walking away going, oh, I'm nothing like that. And everyone else is like, yes, you are. (laughs) They totally got you correct so it has a, a good sense of fun whilst at the same time like the entire world is at stake and it's a difficult balance to get so
0: I've
3: yeah.
2: been enjoying that greatly uh, I watched season 2 of Alice in Borderland oh yeah so have you watched that yet? Uh, no it's not oh. one I've
0: caught but yes that's another Damn another it. good one <laughs> yeah that's Netflix isn't it that one
2: it is it is Netflix yeah it's uh, I didn't know when I started watching it when I was enjoying the first season it was only about halfway through season 1 one, I went and did some deeper research on it and immediately found out it's actually based on a manga and has already had an anime adaptation. Yes. And I was like, I don't know how I've missed this because this is totally up my street. But uh, I would I would recommend it. It is quite brutal. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, there, there is a reasonable depiction of violence and it's not a nice world that it's set in at all. Uh, you need to be able to, to watch things like Battle Royale and that kind of level of people being mean to each other as. So to be able to to watch this one, that's always a bit of a warning because it has got a reasonable amount of blood in places. But yeah, a bunch of characters, they basically blink and you miss it and the world has changed Mm -hmm. and everybody is trapped in Tokyo, but most people seem to be gone or is it an alternate reality or they don't know, they don't know how they've got there and they're forced to play in these deadly games where most people don't survive in order to be given playing cards because obviously there's a big... Alice in Wonderland kind of, you know, imagery and theme going on here. And the playing cards: the higher the card, the more days it grants you to live in this world. And if you run out of playing card days, a laser comes out of the sky and goes straight for your head. Wow! (laughs) So you're forever trying to choose: do I go for lots of easy games, or do I go for a really difficult game? Mm. And they are very creative in the way they've put these together. They've got different, depending on the suit. the cards it's a different test physical mental you know kind of like a really evil crystal maze Um, (laughs) yeah and uh yeah season two wraps up the end of the manga so they've now finished adapting it and uh apparently it's reasonably faithful as well okay so we're wondering now because there is a way you could kind of continue it right and there's sort of rumors that maybe Netflix is going to write a new chapter effectively and carry on beyond the original source material, which is always a bit like, Mm, I want more, but also, mm, are we going to get the original creator involved in this new material? Yeah, that's
0: (laughs) the danger. because yeah. things have a habit of falling off a cliff when that happens, so.
2: Yeah, like the story is clearly for the most part finished, but I also, I, the thing is, I also want to know more. Mm-hmm. They did answer all of the main questions, but I still have more questions.
0: Right, yes.
2: <laughs> because I still want to know more about what was going on. Obviously, I'm trying to say this in a really vague way so there's no spoilers because obviously the big reveal is, you know, yeah. it's like one of those massive things. If you if you give away the ending, they'll be kind of like, what Darth Vader is Luke's father what <laughs> yes. um, you know that's that's not that's not a kind thing to do but I would I would recommend it as a very well put together piece uh, I watched that I'm trying to think what else I, well, I should have made a big list really yes. that would have been the sensible thing I re through Leverage do you remember oh, yeah. that
0: show yes there is a follow-up series called Leverage Redemption yeah. that, which is on freebie you can go and watch the follow-up series if you haven't caught that I'm assuming yeah. the original Leverage is on there as well I've started Back at the start, yes,
2: and I'm going to work my way all the way through, <laughs> remembering how more and more ridiculous that show gets. I mean, it starts off pretty ridiculous. Let's be fair, um, yeah. gets more and more ridiculous, and then I'm going to watch the Redemption series afterwards yes, as well. Yes, of course. Um, I also watched the eSports movie. I forgot what it's called. A one-up. Right, That's yes. One. Googling as I'm talking to you. One-up. My goodness, that is Possibly one of the worst films I've seen in years. Wow, really? It is hilariously bad and poorly pitched. Right. It is written like a children's film. Okay. Very much written like a children's series. And the writer, it turns out, has mostly worked on children's shows. It's it's very Disney Channel children's show writing, but with bits that clearly make it look like it's aimed at teenagers. Okay and the characters are in college but they act like they're about 10 or 11 a lot of the time Okay, and it's so weird and where they have included Ruby Rose as a mentor character mm-hmm. I don't know if this is down to reshoots I know that she was a a recasting or something but I thought that was quite early on finding information on the movie is a little scarce you can't even find out how much they spent on this thing it's not listed on its IMDb um, <laughs> yeah when w- I say the group green screen to try and add a character who isn't clearly in the same state let alone the same room is cheap. Like, I mean it makes my Twitch channel look high budget
0: <laughs> Right, like, oh dear.
2: They've got all of these scenes where you've got the character half blurred out standing behind the other characters they're clearly not there
3: mm-hmm.
2: and then loads of other scenes where they're playing these esports matches. I won't give you any spoilers in case anyone does wish to torture themselves with this film, but they're, they're playing these esports matches and they keep cutting to a shot Where you've got the mentor Kind of going You could do it But isn't really looking In any particular direction You can't figure out Where she is In relation to the stage And the crowd behind her Is clearly just a backdrop (laughs) (laughs) And the lighting Doesn't line up like just, just, yeah it, it was very yeah. bad <laughs> yes. people were phoning their performances in um, right. if they had pitched it as a younger movie and they'd made these kids playing in their local town thing not like a global tournament right, for the yeah. sake of their college but they would pitched it smaller and had it being rival schools trying to say that no 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 our, our you know middle school age kids you know much more Disney channel age kids yeah. should be allowed to have an esports room in their school because it's like really important to them and and they made it younger kids Mm -hmm. like I think you you could have made a very very fun acceptable movie but I kept getting confused as to why these kids that were like I was like at that age some of my friends they had full-time jobs or they were engaged and and these kids are just running around they're very very two-dimensional characters and they're they're running around being very daft and just saying and doing things that I wouldn't have done by the age of 16 let alone 19 20 I guess potentially some of them right yeah I don't know like if they're like American college is university here right yeah they're there on scholarships and then they just act appropriately but for small children so it was really a weird film to watch I don't know why I watched all of it I think (laughs) I was just so confused that I forgot I could turn it off and I had a large amount of popcorn. To eat and it was my excuse um but <laughs> like i'll tell you one incredibly weird plot hole because it doesn't really affect anything but there's one character who's like oh i'm only playing with these terrible horrible people on their esports team because it's my scholarship and i can't finish education if i quit and then that character quits. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, I thought that another team was going to go, You're all all right by us. Come and join us, nice person. You know, we're not all like that. Come and join. And nobody does. So that person <laughs> just presumably lost their education in their final year. And it's all celebrating and all happy. And I'm like, But now you've got no degree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, this is what just nobody cared. It was just like, The good guys won. So let's just leave it at that. And I'm like, But this kid. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they only quit in solidarity life. to help out the main character. Right. Yes. I don't understand. <laughs> uh, it is. I looked at the ratings and I was like, is it really that bad? Do people just not like it because it's about a girls' esports team? And sometimes people just don't. And I was like, no, no, this is no, generally making. Terrible. me not want to be part of (laughs) esports but yeah they just it was all just pitched wrong right um should have been a a a little kids movie with a slightly different plot and then it could have been very sweet but no
0: yes
3: (laughs) as you can tell
2: I lost an hour and a half of my life, and I want it back.
0: <laughs> yes. So, one up, definitely want to avoid.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's it. That that's the review. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, lots of nice binge watching of things and uh, chilling out and uh, playing some some games. I finished stray.
0: Yes, I started stray. That's a wonderful game. I have started playing that. It's your, a cat in a sort of post apocalyptic cyberpunky yeah. sort of future. It's really good.
2: It's a wonderful game. I love the mechanic. I did break the game several times because it's, it's me. Um, I found several game breaking bugs because I just jump around like an absolute muppet. Yes. And I managed to get the cat stuck running animation <laughs> in place. At one point, I managed to get it so that I got, I don't know what I did, but I was running up and down an entire level, jumping up and down these pipes and just being me. And I managed to get it so that no matter how far I went in the level as as soon as I stopped moving, I snapped back like a respawn style, but it was more like a snap back to right. the first point. Okay, So I couldn't get out of the level because I couldn't stop walking. <laughs> I had to, I just, just reload, like you could just reload to the last save spot. It's not, you know, yeah. it's not one of those things, but I managed to find like three times I managed to do that. And I don't know <laughs> anyone else who has managed to find glitches of that level. It's a very well put together game. Yes. It's just like, I, I really should work in QA testing. I yes, I was just going to say that.
0: You definitely have a future in QA testing.
2: <laughs> but yeah, absolutely loved it. Incredible narrative, beautiful animation, mm-hmm. genuinely kind of heartbreaking in places, generally kind of slightly scary, high adrenaline in other places. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely wonderful. I just want more of it, quite frankly, because it's quite a lovely world. So I'm hoping they will make either another game set in the same world or a continuing. Adventure or something. I don't know if they will or not, but it would be it would be lovely. Yeah, played through that. Made a nightmare fuel cake for charity over Christmas. (laughs) Of course, it was. Wouldn't be Christmas if
0: you didn't do that.
2: (laughs) Well, it was a long Furby Swiss roll cake killing Mr Blobby.
0: Okay, of of course. Yes. Do you see yeah. that uh, the Mr. Blobby suit apparently got sold at auction, The one of the original suits. And I was just thinking, I wonder if you've got space in your wardrobe. And suddenly,
2: Well, my inbox was certainly full of everybody I've ever met in my life sending me links to that nightmare for your eBay listing.
0: <laughs> yes,
3: I'm sure. So
2: <laughs> I was very aware of it. At least three or four times a week, I was aware <laughs> that that was going on. And yeah. I'm still receiving a message and being tagged in things to do with it there are several more that have been added to eBay since I can tell you as I am now unfortunately the expert on, <laughs> on Mr. Fluffy suits yep the first one was sold for uh, just under 62,000 but a lot of those bids look like they were retracted and zero bid history ones it kind of became a meme so right, yes. I don't know whether or not the person got their money but I hope they got something um, yeah. it wasn't one that was used on television it was one that was made for a version of Noel's house party that was going to be done in another country and wasn't actually used on TV (laughs) right see I told you people keep sending me this stuff since then two (laughs) more have been listed on eBay both at buy it now prices the second one was listed at 40 thousand bargain Jesus. and uh, wishing to undercut them further a third one was listed at 15 thousand buy it now on eBay (laughs) which means there is only one remaining known of Mr. Blobby full Intact suit currently in the UK. That one was converted to be Mrs. Blobby for a promotional piece of material and is not currently for sale. I hate that I know this. I don't want to know this. (laughs) Amazing. So, yeah, that's the current state of Mr. Blobby suits from the BBC that are on auction right now. <sighs>
0: Wonderful, yes. Um, You've, you've also been
2: playing um,
0: Unpacking, I noticed, as well.
2: I have. That's what I'm currently playing on stream at the moment. I am taking my time with it. It's not a very long game. No. It's a beautifully, meticulously put-together, hand-drawn pixel art sort of puzzle exploration slash storytelling, like for, yeah. through contextual narrative items type of storytelling. There's no voice acting. You don't really see your character unless there's a photo of them in the game. And I'm enjoying that incredibly. So I'm taking my time with it and going through everything, finding every interactive thing, booting up computers, turning (laughs) on stereos, flashing toilets. (laughs) Yes,
0: I really, really love that game. It is so beautifully put together. And uh, I mean, the basic premise is you start off by unpacking a child room and then you follow that person through their life and it's surprisingly emotional when you Mm. get to certain rooms and you're like oh no oh no what's happened (laughs) you know because they've kind of moved in with their partner and then they've not and then they've moved to college there's all sorts of things going on but like you said there's no kind of voiceover it's really discovering this person's life through the stuff that you're unpacking and that's the sort of puzzle bit is how you put things out in the room it's absolutely stunning that game like I say it's not very long but it's just beautiful one of my favorite things I played last year that game
2: yeah I'm really really enjoying it so I'm gonna play it as slowly as possible by it's going through everything we've been putting like all the DVDs and books like on the floor and zooming in and figuring out what they all are because <laughs> obviously they're you know reasonably low resolution yeah, pixel yeah. hand-drawn art at that point so we're just going through and we're finding all of them and figuring out everything that this character likes and owns and mm-hmm. it's been a really really lovely experience so far so yeah I'm looking forward to playing some more of that later
0: yeah definitely it's a such a beautiful game that it's it's really lovely
2: well I know one thing that I haven't watched that I'm basically saving because it is going to be one of the best things in the world but you have watched is the everything everywhere all at once
0: yes I finally got around to watching that this week it's been on my Amazon list because it's available on Amazon in the UK for free if you've got Prime. I've been saving it for ages and and being kind of trying to get around to start it, and just finding the time to actually sit and watch the film. Mm. It's wonderfully bonkers. Sort of describe it as being. Remember the TV show Legion. I love that show. It, it's it's like the weirdness of Legion but turned up to eleven. It's completely nuts. It starts off fairly innocuously. I mean, you've got Michelle Yeoh playing this character called Evelyn. She's this middle-aged Chinese-American immigrant. She runs this laundromat with her husband, Wayman Wang, who is Keihu Huan, I think his name is. They eloped to the US, had a daughter. They run this laundromat. The laundromat is currently being audited by the IRS. So there's Jamie Lee Curtis in there who plays the IRS agent. So it all starts off relatively kind of normal and straightforward and then when they get to the elevator in the irs office things get very weird and it starts to become apparent that there are these multiverses and evelyn is somehow key to saving the multiverse and she starts to get sort of pulled through into this variety of different lives but one of the weird things about it is how they travel through that multiverse because the way that they explain it is you need to do something that's very unexpected as a way to sort of set up a junt point which will then springboard your mind into the other person's universe basically so you have a character that sort of eats a chapstick is kind of one way he does it but they get progressively stranger as Mm. the way of pushing your mind into this multiverse as you go through it and i mean i'm not going to go into them because it'll sort of spoil it but the ways of transferring there gets stranger and stranger and stranger as you go through and also the universes they have a sort of universe map and the closer you are to your reality the sort of smaller the changes are and then they get sort of more and more changes the further away you get and there are some universes out there that are just particularly weird which she jumps into it's like stepping onto a treadmill that's going at 100 miles an hour and kind of daring you to keep up because if you look away for like <laughs> a second you're completely lost because it moves at an incredibly fast pace beautifully acted just gloriously strange and really revels in the weirdness of it it's one of those films that i mean it's got multiple oscar nominations and up for gold and Globes and all sorts of things and it's just not the sort of film that you would think would get that kind of level it's one of those things that had it been done on a much smaller budget with a sort of less renowned cast it would be some weird little b-movie just the way it's put together and the way it's structured just elevates it to this other thing. It's really quite spectacular and something to behold but it's beautifully, beautifully odd and deserves all the awards that it's having thrown at it. I'd be really interested to see if that actually makes it to winning the Oscar because I think it is up for best film.
2: I need to see it. Yeah, you like, really I just, should. I didn't want to watch it when I was ill because I knew I wouldn't be able to appreciate it and pay enough attention which is one of the reasons I was just binge watching for Familiar, my equivalent of trash TV, which is stuff like Leverage. It's just good fun. And I was like, I want to watch this, but I really want to pay it my full attention. And it just means I haven't seen it. But I like concepts like this. There was a book, I can't remember what the book was called. I read it probably about like 15 years ago or something. But I read a book that had a character in it who um, obsessively had to do everything the same every day. Right. But you spend some of the book thinking that he just has some kind of, you know, like a, a something equivalent to like an OCD type thing. It's like, no, 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 no. If I don't do this, if I don't turn the same way when I leave the house, if I don't do this, if I don't do that, makes everything get messed up and stuff changes. And um, you kind of go through some of the book thinking like this is something in the person's head. And then at some point it's revealed that actually he's just accidentally stepping in. Virus is a sort of vaguely similar idea, but the character's not trying to do it. Right. Yeah. He's stepping into multiverses, but they're only just slightly different. So he'd go to work one day and everything's entirely the same. But the guy that was called John is now called Jim. Right. Yeah, yeah. So some of it was really minor changes, but he was trying not to do that because he didn't understand what it was. Um, And so he's kind of fighting against that idea. But it is a similar notion that if he did something unexpected or different, then he thought that was what was causing these changes. And so, yeah, I have to try and dig that book up because it was really interesting.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a really interesting idea.
2: Maybe that'll be up for an adaptation at some point if uh, this is now something that is Oscar winning. Yes,
0: yeah, quite the
2: Level of storyline.
0: Yeah. The other weird show that I watched this week, Extraordinary, which actually they've already renewed for a second season. It's on Disney Plus over here. It's on Hulu in the USA. It is a superhero comedy, but really not what you'd expect. It's very, very British. Do you remember the TV show Dead Pixels?
2: It rings a bell. I was thinking more four. of the one with the kids who kept accidentally killing their community worker when they were doing community service. Misfits. Yes, that's the one. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Dead Pixels was an E4 series. And in tone, it is very similar to Mm -hmm. that. It's a very sort of British adult humour. The setup is completely different, but tonally, that's the thing that it really reminds me of. It's written by... Emma Moran, and it is a superhero comedy. It's set in a world where everybody around about the age of 18 develops a superpower, except for this one girl who is 25 years old. She's called Jen, played by Mel Reed Tyers, and she's 25, hasn't got her superpower. So everybody around her, all her friends, they've all got superpowers of one description or another. And some of the powers vary quite dramatically. I won't sort of reveal all of them, but there are her flatmate who can channel the dead, that's brilliant. That's Carrie played by Sophia Oxham. She was in Cursed but she's great. And that I love that character because she works as it in a law firm. Mm-hmm. And because she can channel the dead, that's all they really use her it for. It's like I can do things and she's not being used for herself. It's just they want her to channel somebody to settle a dispute about a will or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that sort of stuff. And then she has a long-term boyfriend called Cash, played by Billa Hansa. He has the ability to turn back time, and he uses that sometimes to his advantage as well. So those are the three main characters, but some of the other powers, like Jen's mother, has the ability to control electronics, except the mother is completely inept with electronics. So... It's kind of a completely useless power to her, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then some of the other powers are just very random and odd and weird. Some of them are straightforward. You get, like, some people can fly and some people get super strength, but then you've got things like one guy that can turn anything into a PDF... <laughs>
2: <laughs> how yeah. specific and if Adobe
0: go under how unfortunate yes so you know there's there's things like that which is wonderfully weird the show is just really about this sort of the daily life of, of this little group and how she copes in this world full of superheroes where she hasn't got powers there is a service that they can go to which is supposed to help bring on the powers um, mm-hmm. and she's sort of do I do it don't I do it it's really expensive all that sort of stuff so it's kind of really about that but about their daily lives and just happens to be set in this world with superheroes or superpowered people in it um it's mm. not even really about superheroes it's just with people with superpowers and how random those superpowers are it allows for just this really broad set of very very adult comedy set in this very British humour in this very strange world and it is brilliant. It's probably the funniest thing I've seen so far this year. I mean, I know we're only in January but it's been the funniest thing I've seen in a very, very, very long time and I absolutely love it. I'm so happy they've renewed it for a second season already. It's called Extraordinary. It's on Disney+. Plus. You would love it. I think it's very much something that you'll find really funny and worth going to check out. All the episodes are up. I think it's eight Episodes in season one, so all the episodes are up on Disney Plus right now. You can go and check it out on there.
2: Awesome. I shall add it to my growing list.
0: <laughs> yes. The other thing I've gone back to is Labrea. Have you come across La Brea? It's on Paramount Plus in the UK.
2: No, I don't think I've even heard of that one.
0: Okay. Talked about it a bit on the show before, but it's back for season two. It's a wonderfully silly premise. It's sinkhole opens up in the middle of Los Angeles, sucks a bunch of people through into a primeval world. You're following this. Family where half the family have got like sucked through into the primeval world along with a bunch of other people and they're trying to survive. The other half of the family are left above the sinkhole, and the father of that family has this weird kind of ability to communicate between the two worlds. It's a really bizarre, strange setup, but you just kind of roll with it. It's, it's, In the vein of those sillier kind of uh, sci-fi shows, it's actually an NBC show in the US, but very much tonally reminds me of Zoo, that show that that had the animals that all gang up on the humans. They they have the ability to to sort of communicate with each other and realise that they could take over the world. Tonally feels in that sort of area Of that sort of weird, strange sci-fi Season two is very much a continuation Of what happens from season one I'm not going to go into spoilers in it Because I don't want to give anything away But second season is up on uh, Paramount Plus now I think it went up at the end of last year And I just completely forgot that it was there But it is worth checking out It's one of those sort of shows That you don't have to pay massively close attention to But very enjoyable And certainly worth watching the second season of that on the gaming side of things, I'm on very much on an anno 1800 kick right now because mm-hmm. they had a sale on which had a lot of the expansion packs available. So. I've now got all the expansion packs for it. And it's such a ridiculously huge game that it is it's it is a sort of building game. You start off with an island and you're building out a town on there. That's in what they call the old world. And then you have more islands that are in the new world, which is sort of more a Caribbean kind of feel. And there are production chains. It's all about the sort of production chains of if you need some things in the old world, but they need stuff in the new world. So you've got to set up shipping routes and all that sort of stuff. Then you've got expansions that add in things like uh, tourists and skyscrapers. Some of the expansions add in like a sort of African area. There's one that expands the Docklands and adds in Zeppelins. And so there's all sorts of things in there. But it's such a massive game that and I have started playing that again. I, I did play through ages ago. And then just because it was without the expansions and now I've got them all. I've just been completely addicted to that again. So that has been my main kind of gaming jam. And uh, also Stranded Alien Dawn, which is an early access game. They had a new update come out, which is a tame and train update. Which So it's another building game. Basically, you crash land on an alien world and then have to survive with a small group of, of survivors. They've added the ability to tame animals in that game and added some dog species that you can sort of tame and go on hunts with you and stuff. That new update, really solid addition to that it is in early access so these are all sort of free updates once you've bought the game rather than dlc because they're still developing things stranded alien dawn that's cool that's worth going to check out as well
2: that's another like simulator game isn't it like a town management yeah
0: yeah another sort of town management game usual sort of things with with that sort of town management you're building a sort of shelter for them to stop them freezing to death in the winter you've got to set up fields and go and hunts and all that sort of stuff so it's a really really solid start it is only in a early access at the moment but it's well worth picking up even though it is in early access it's from uh, Hemant Games who are the people that did things like Surviving Mars if you like those sort of games it is definitely one worth looking at that one but
2: well I know who I want to be the town mayor if we ever hit a post apocalyptic or alien invasion style scenario you (laughs) okay (laughs) you have had all of the practice (laughs) yes
0: well thank you for that I would try to be a benevolent leader (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yes, we'll call it Geek Town. (laughs) Well, of course, yes. (laughs) And you got my vote.
0: (laughs) Thank you. You should not be put to the sword, (laughs) so. Awesome. Right, well, that's all the stuff we've been doing this week. Let's move on to some TV and film news.
1: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.
0: we kick off the TV and film news with the renewals, cancellations and pickups Disney actually cancelled something Mysterious Benedict Society that's been canned after two seasons on Disney Plus. Very rare they actually can stuff on Disney Plus I don't remember many cancellations over on there but that that one has gone after two seasons. There is a cancellation on Peacock in the US as well. It's a show called Dead Day which they're in pre-production I think but didn't even make it out of the gates it was a comic book adaptation where the dead rise for one day a year sometimes they reunite with loved ones sometimes they tormenting the living so it's based on this comic book it's from julie pleck and kevin williamson who were the people behind vampire diaries it had been given a series order and then peacock reversed that decision decided they weren't going to make it so uh julie pleck not having a great time at the moment because vampire academy which is her other show on peacock got cancelled last week so um yeah not great it sounded like it could be kind of an interesting one that but unfortunately that's not going to make an appearance now
2: yeah hopefully they can ship it around to somewhere else
0: yeah maybe maybe if I mean I, as I say I don't think they'd actually started shooting anything it's not like one where they shut it down after everything had been filmed which we've been seeing quite a lot recently disturbingly but was ordered to series and has got reversed which is unfortunate and two which are ending ended by uh, HBO Max Titans and Doom Patrol both are coming to an end with their fourth seasons which is a shame although the people behind doom patrol did say that they kind of had a four season art planned anyway so that really looked like it was kind of coming to an end and titans it's been very mixed i quite enjoyed the last season it's been a bit of a mixed bag but they've got a fourth seasons
2: yeah i tried to watch titans but it has tonal whiplash you're just all over the place it It felt like you were jumping between different directorial styles just so many things were just not consistent with it which was a bit of a shame i haven't seen doom patrol but i've been told that that one is better of the two (laughs) so i would like to give that a watch it looks like it's more fun i would say rather more than
0: better i mean doom patrol is a superb tv show again it's really strange really Mm. really really strange it's got all sorts of very wonderful weirdness in that series and really well done. So, I mean, I'm glad Doom Patrol's getting the four seasons and coming to an end the way that they want to. Slight shame about Titans, but James Gunn was very quick to point out that he had nothing to do with the cancellation of either of these uh, (laughs) because, you know, people were kind of like, boo, James, you've cancelled Doom Patrol, particularly Doom Patrol. They were less concerned about Titans, but um, Doom Patrol, they were particularly upset about. And he did put out a tweet saying these decisions were made before we got involved it's nothing to do with our stuff we are actually waiting for James to make his big announcement which may have actually happened by the time this show goes up because he's supposed to be doing a sort of an announcement about what's coming in their new DC universe stuff that him and Peter Saffron have put together they've said promised that announcement will happen before the end of January we're recording this on the Monday so it's the 30th 31st tomorrow so either later today or or tomorrow, there should be an announcement about that. So the chances are that will have happened by the time this show goes out. We will talk about that, obviously, next week, whatever he actually announces. But I'm intrigued to see what they come up with, because I think kind of wiping the slate clean, which seems to be sort of what they're doing, is not necessarily a bad thing when it comes to where DC was. I mean, things have been a bit all over the place. It's still not entirely together, because you're still going to have that Batman universe running alongside the rest of the DC stuff. So, I mean, it's not entirely cohesive. And you've still got random things like the uh, Superman and Lois series still running on the CW but everything else has pretty much been shut down at this point and will all feed into the new James Gunn, Peter Saffron universe. I'm sort of looking forward to DC actually being a little bit more coherent, I think.
2: Yeah, I think either you have everything interconnected like Marvel does and you deal with the pluses and minuses that come from that approach, or you have everything pretty separate. Yeah. And you just have to kind of pick one approach or the other, really. And like, I'm going to be honest, I pick up and watch some of the DC stuff, but I'd kind Kind of fallen off the wagon with following it as a, a whole unit, so to speak. I'm kind of hoping they'll go for the everything is separate approach, you know? Yeah. And and just to keep... There's so many different tones, the tone of Superman and the tone of Batman, unless it is some kind of crossover story. You know, they're not the same. Yeah. (laughs) It's very difficult to put all those characters in the same thing, unless you literally just make Justice League things or just make Suicide Squad things, you know?
0: Yeah, I get what you're saying. And they are, I think, keeping the Batman universe as it is with Robert Patterson, that's been kept as a separate entity right now. But it sounds like there will be a Batman within the DCU as well, this new DCU. So we'll see what they actually announce. But we'll talk a bit more about that once we know more about it. So that should be happening in the next couple of days. On to the renewals. The animation department at Fox announced three large renewals. We've got two more seasons for Bob's Burgers. So that's 14 and 15. Season 22 and 23 of Family Guy and 35 and 36 of The Simpsons. Been the longest running scripted series on television history for a while now, but that just extends its lead by... I mean, I think it's about 10 seasons ahead of Gunsmoke, which is sort of the one that I think is behind it. Or it's one of the law and order. It might be law S order SVU now. But yes, it's still way ahead of anything else. Anyway, still going. Family Guy's done particularly well, given it was what cancelled once, twice, I think previously <laughs> and, uh, no season 22 and 23 so that's good Somebody Feed Phil has been renewed for a seventh season on Netflix so that will be back The Recruit has been renewed for a second season on Netflix as well Netflix suddenly deciding that they don't need to cancel absolutely everything and they actually need to renew some stuff as well I haven't got around to watching that yet it's a sort of thing about a lawyer in the FBI that gets sort of tied up in some nefarious case I think but it's from Alex Hawley, who's the guy behind The Rookie, so it's very much in that sort of action dramedy vibe. A lot of people, when I posted that that I got renewed, were like, oh great, that was really, really good. So I, I'm going to go and check that one out, because I love The Rookie, and that sounds like it could be quite a good show. Over at CBS, they've renewed The Neighbourhood for season six, and Bob Hart's a Shola for season five, so they're both coming back. And the big news, The Last of Us has been renewed for a second season at HBO, because, well, of course it has. Yeah, um, I mean,
2: that's, that's <laughs> inevitable, really. Um, that was going to happen. I haven't actually watched any of the episodes, but you cannot escape it on social media.
0: Yeah, it's been an unbelievably huge success. I mean, yeah. the opening episode was the third largest opening episode for HBO since Boardwalk Empire, I think. Only behind House of the Dragon. And since that opening, it's gone up to, like, last count, it was at 22 million, I think, that episode had been watched. And it actually gained the largest number of audiences for a second episode between episode one and episode two. So third episode has just gone out, which is heartbreakingly beautiful. It's just an absolutely stunning stunning bit of tv i know people get put off because it's horror and zombies and that sort of stuff although as we say not zombies they are infected but it's billed as a zombie drama but there's actually very little of that sort of horror element in it at the moment yes some of the monsters are scary but it's really not about that at all it's so much of it is about the human condition and this relationship between joel and ellie the episode yesterday which is the Frank episode, which if you know the video game, you'll know what I'm talking about there, but it's an episode which expands on that character and Bill, his partner. It expands that whole story. It is kind of a bottle episode. It's just a st- Stunning stunning bit of TV. I really love that third episode. So, I know you don't massively do horror stuff, but I really would urge you to go and watch this because it, it is absolutely superb.
2: Yeah, I think I'm going to wait until it's until it's all out cuz they're bringing yes. it out episode by episode at the moment. So, I'll wait till it's all out and then I'll wait till a day when I'm feeling brave because I've seen the screenshots and I've seen people raving about it on social media and saying it is definitely worth a watch even if you're not into the scary stuff. So, yeah, it's it's on the list for when I'm feeling brave.
0: Yeah. Yeah I mean certainly three episodes in it's more psychological than it is sort of horror jump scare stuff Yeah um, There is much more of that in. so I'm kind of hesitant to call it a horror because it, it, there really isn't that much of it in it It's so much more than that and I mean as I said before the BBC referred to it as the best video game adaptation ever which I was like well that's kind of a low bar but it is an absolutely stunning TV show in its own right and uh, certainly that third episode is outstanding so the critical acclaim has been through the roof it's been going down well with fans the numbers have been incredible it's no surprise at all that they renewed that after only two episodes had gone out There are a couple of air dates for upcoming shows in the UK as well. Succession season four, that has an air date. It's going out simulcast with the US. It's uh, Monday, 27th of March at 2am, and then they'll be repeating in the evening as well. So that is uh, got a date for coming back. And um, South Park season 26, that is coming on the 9th of February to Comedy Central, and then it will be on Paramount Plus on the 10th. Originally, they had said that it was just going to be on Paramount Plus, but they're actually putting it on Comedy Central first and then it's going to be on Paramount Plus in the UK as well. So ninth on Comedy Central, 10th on Paramount Plus for the latest season of that. Little bit of casting news for the Superman and Lois series for season three. I mean, season three, the way things are going, I'm surprised that's still hanging on in there because everything else that was even vaguely Arrowverse adjacent or DC got canned off that network. But Superman and Lois has managed to hold on for a third season. They've cast a new Lex Luthor for that show, and uh, it's Michael Cudlitz. Who people will know from The Walking Dead, who played Abraham in The Walking Dead, and he's going to be their latest Lex Luthor. In this variation, he is known to the world as the visionary billionaire behind LexCorp, but secretly the criminal underworld knows who Lex truly is, a brutal psychopath who terrorises anybody that crosses his path. When Lex debuts this season, it's been years since he's dropped out of the public eye and he's re-emerging hellbent on correcting a personal injustice by enacting revenge on the two people he feels have wronged him, Superman and Lois Lane. That's going to be the version that shows up here. Of course, if you're... Aware of the show, but hadn't watched it previously, you might be a bit confused because there was a version of Lex and the Supergirl that was played by John Cryer. But as they established in Season 1 of Superman and Lois, it's a different Earth. So although it's the same actors that we saw in the Arrowverse, it is actually a different Earth, which is why we've got a different Lex on this version. And, I mean, you've only got to look at the production quality on this compared to the uh, Arrowverse shows, and and there is a marked difference between the two. So it looks very different as well. They've also had a version of Lex on Titans as well this season, played by Titus Welliver. So there's Lexes all over the place. And, of course, Jesse Emberg in the Snyderverse movies... And I'm sure there'll be a new one for um the gun saffron universe as well. So but Yes, Michael Kudlitz gets his chance to play his Lex Luthor in this version. Have you caught any of the Superman and Lois series?
2: I, I keep forgetting it exists, even though I really I wanted to watch it when it got announced. I, I really wanted to watch it, and then I just sort of forgot.
0: Yes, I know it So you no. It is on iPlayer, so it's available for free in the UK. First two seasons, I think, are on iPlayer at the moment, so you can go and catch those. And then third season is due to come out in the US later this year.
2: Would you recommend?
0: Is it good fun? Yeah. it is I mean do you watch any of the Arrowverse shows at this point I don't know
2: where you are with all that I've dropped off of all of them by this point I felt that they all had gone like beyond their run they'd all used up all the stories they had and just were going for things they had left over to use as plots at this point
0: yeah and the production quality had sort of dropped quite a lot Mm. I think as you have gone through them as well I mean there is a marked difference between the production quality on Superman and Lois and the production quality on the rest of the Arrowverse shows this looks so so much better and it feels like they've actually put some money into it. Really enjoyed the first season. Thought the second season was pretty solid as well. We'll see how they get on with the third season and whether it actually comes back from fourth because I think it's probably on shaky ground given that everything else has been canned and we have this new DC universe appearing so I rather suspect that it might not make it past season three but I would say the first season definitely worth a look at to see how you get on with it because it is a decent quality well put together version of those characters. And it's slightly different because you've got the two sons in it, which is different to the comic books and different to other versions as well. So I do like that. It is worth a look. Certainly. You can go and find two seasons on iPlayer anyway, so at least it's free in the UK. You're not going to go and subscribe to another streaming service for it. The other bit of news we've got, speaking of universes, there is a Tomb Raider TV film video game universe, apparently, in the works with Amazon Studios, with Phoebe Waller-Bridge behind it. She's not going to be playing Lara. It's more her exact producing and on the writing side, but she's apparently developing a TV series for Amazon Studios, so for Prime Video, Based around Tomb Raider, based around Lara Croft, as well as the creator of Fleabag and Killing Eve. She also worked on No Time to Die. She worked on Solo. She next pops up in the new indie film as well. So clearly, she rather enjoyed messing around with an adventuring archaeologists and decided, I know, I could do a TV show based around that. The idea appears to be that they're trying to create it as a cohesive universe. So there will be a TV show. That that will maybe then morph into a movie and there is also a new video game on the way as well but the idea is that they will have a Lara that will work across all platforms that seems to be where they're going with that I mean I know you're a bit of a Tomb Raider fan because you've played the game so
2: yeah I'm primarily was always a fan of the original core Tomb Raider games they're much more platforming puzzle adventure ridiculous oh look there's a dinosaur for no reason more than I was of the later games they were very lovely games but they were a very different type of game they yeah. didn't have anywhere near as many tombs in them for example but this of course is Crystal Dynamics so this is a fresh start and I don't know what direction they're going to take it in I don't know if they're going to go back a bit to Lara's roots and make her a bit more adventure and platform jumping and go for something that's more action based or if they're going to build off the, the last set of games because of course those were phenomenally successful
0: yeah it's difficult to know so- Certainly on the gaming side, because the game was actually announced, um, that had been rumored for a while, they officially announced that it was coming in December in partnership with Amazon Game Studios as well. So it's Crystal Dynamics and Amazon Game Studios that are the people that are going to be behind the video game side of it as well. So, uh, I mean, it is going to be single-player, narrative-driven game. That's the idea of of that. But it looks like they're going to try and get one Lara across the TV, the video game, and the films and actually tie everything together. So it sounds like it's going to be a bit of a reset of some at the moment they've not officially announced this so this has been in all the trades of sort of you know these mm-hmm. are stories that we're hearing so it sounds like she's been brought in as basically somebody to sort of guide the story and write the tv show and sort of oversee everything so it sounds like she might possibly writing the video game story as well. I kind of like the idea of having it as a connected world. Hopefully that's not going to overly restrict them too much and it also may help in some ways in that you can do the video games sort of going one place but you then don't necessarily need to kind of go and have a young Lara and do the start from scratch stuff.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've read that they said they were going to be sort of continuing on Lara's story, so I'm assuming that it's gonna start with her as a, a grown up this yeah, time,
0: because mm. those later video games went back to the beginning, didn't they? They had sort of yeah, they did. They were young Lara games. So I think for the TV show and for the the new video games, if it sounds like the okay, maybe more of a soft reboot, so you everybody can jump in at the sort of same point that they kind of did with the movies and the original games, where she was established, and you're kind of jumping in. Into the middle of the story i think that's fine because i think everybody knows what the character is at this point it's a bit like not having to go back and see batman's parents (laughs) killed every single time i think everybody knows who she is so you don't really need to jump back and do that and you can use that as a basis and then carry on forward i think Amazon really are throwing money at this sort of stuff right now of these sort of big universe building things because they've got obviously Rings of Power is out there which they threw a ton of money at.
2: (laughs) That's an understatement you can't possibly come up with a word that describes that amount of money. (laughs) (laughs) Yes
0: a squillion dollars at uh, at the um, Rings of Power which I mean I enjoyed that series I know some people didn't I know I mean it had a sort of mixed reaction from some fans, but I thought it was perfectly enjoyable. I don't know whether it's worth the amount of money that they threw at it, but, you know, still enjoyable enough. They've also got the Warhammer 40K universe coming as well, which Henry Cavill is behind. He's the person helming that and will be starring in it and has exec producer credits on that, so he's actually guiding it. And as I think most of you know, Henry Cavill is a massive gaming nerd. So I think that sounds really interesting that they've got him in to do that. And uh, they have a Fallout series coming as well, which is exec produced by um, Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy from Westworld. So they've got a lot of fairly big, either big universe spanning things or gaming stuff. They've got a number of things that are in the works right now. Amazon's turning into quite an interesting channel for that sort of stuff, I think, right at the moment.
2: Yeah, I think that it's interesting to see how many things that they wish to buy, being that obviously, you know, from my perspective, they bought Twitch, which is where I do yes. <laughs> a lot of my work. Like, like, OK, they seem to be very serious about this gaming lock.
0: <laughs> yeah, they do. And I mean, they have got the game studio as well. So there is their sort of own game studio. But obviously there's no cast for the Lara series yet. We'll have to wait and see. They're probably going to go with a new face for it. Keely Hordes, who has done the voice in some of the video games, is actually reprising her role for there's an anime Netflix series coming up fairly soon. And she's going to be reprising the voice of Lara for that, apparently. But that's the next sort of Tomb Raider thing to come out As I said, not officially confirmed at the moment, but that will be something to look out for. We'll bring you more news on that when we actually get it. That's all the news we've got for this week. Just a few highlights for next week on TV coming up next. (laughs) So, highlights for next week. Uh, the first one actually isn't a TV show, but I wanted to mention it because uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever drops on the 1st of February onto Disney+. Plus. So, if you've not been out and seen it yet, have you seen that yet? I'm guessing not if you've been hibernating.
2: <laughs> nope, not while I was ill and hiding under a duvet with a hot water bottle and Netflix.
0: <laughs> yes. So, I've not watched it yet either because I kind of missed it when it first came out and then it just didn't get around to it. So, uh, 1st of February for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, that is coming onto Disney Plus and you'll be able to watch that for free up on there. In terms of TV shows though, Blood and Treasure Season 2, that's coming to Sky Sci-Fi. That's on the 1st of February at 9pm. You can catch that uh, another sort of Tomb Raider-y type drama that one is. uh, But that that was supposed to be quite fun, the first series of that. So second season's coming on the 1st of February 9pm to Sky Sci-Fi. The Rookie is back for its fifth season. That's on Sky Witness on the 2nd of February at 9pm. The spin-off series the Rookie Feds, um, people are going, why isn't that running? Well, it it is. It's just starting next week. So you can watch out for that the following week. But the Rookie starts this week. That's 2nd of February at 9pm. Nolly, which is this drama based around the rise and fall of Crossroads star Nola Gordon, stars Helena Bonham Carter. It's from Russell T. Davis. If you're of a certain age and you remember Crossroads, this looks like it's going to be absolutely spectacular. It's on ITVX from the 2nd of February. So you can go and check that out on there. Russell T Davies' stuff is always brilliant, so it's called Nolly, but uh, ITVX on the 2nd of February for that. And Your Honour returns for a second and final season. This is the Brian Cranston series where he plays a judge whose son is involved in a hit and run that leads to a high stakes game of lies, deceit and impossible choices. That is coming to Paramount Plus for the second season. That's on the 3rd of February. You can find that. That's Your Honour that's all the stuff coming to TV next week Bex you are of course streaming on Twitch where can people find you well
2: I'm easy to find as Trista Bytes spelled B-Y-T-E-S because I thought I was funny and would make an audio pun and then have to spell it every time I'm on Twitter and Instagram TikTok as well because apparently I'm cool and (laughs) uh, streaming on Twitch I've also got some interviews of indie game and indie comic people over on YouTube as well at the moment I'm continuing with lovely indie game unpacking but I've got a bunch of other games that I want to get ticked off the list as well and maybe if uh, I decide I am feeling masochistic enough I might even dare the uh, Dead Space remake at some point <laughs> but for now I'm sticking with some of the cosy indie games for a bit.
0: Yes you really couldn't get much further than unpacking and Dead Space I don't
2: think. Yeah I, I mean I don't promise people consistency I promise them chaos and to get to laugh at me you know if Z Either because of my joy or my terror. Yeah.
0: Yes, definitely. Um, <laughs> unpacking really is superb. So if you're not pick up that game, go and or go and watch Bex play it, and go and pick it up because it is brilliant. For other people involved in the show, you can find Matt over on entertainmenttalk.org for lots more podcasts, and of course we are talking about Last of Us over there on the Last of Us podcast, so that's entertainmenttalk.org for that. And Daryl over on hollywoodnorthnews.net for all their series that you love, which are shot in Canada. For us, you can go to the website at geektown.co.uk throughout the week and see all the latest air date information. If you want to get in touch with your questions or comments, email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk. Leave a message on the website. Please find us at Geektown on Twitter, on Facebook facebook.com forward slash geek town on youtube at youtube.com forward slash geek town and on instagram at geek town uk that is everything we shall see you next week bye bye bye